The information provided in this show is intended for your general knowledge only and is not intended to be, nor is it, medical advice or a substitute for medical advice. If you have or suspect you have a specific medical condition or disease, please consult your health care provider. Now listening to the Health Hero Show with Tim James. <laughs> What's up, Health Heroes? Tim James here, founder of ChemicalFreeBody.com and your host for the show that simplifies and demystifies how to live an energetic life with a flat belly. So if you're into a healthy gut and staying young, then this is the show for you. What's up, Health Heroes? Tim James here with another exciting episode of the Health Hero Show. Let me make sure my microphone's in the right place. Goodness gracious. <laughs> Kathleen, can you hear me? <laughs> I can hear you. All right. Well, today I've got a special guest, uh, Kathleen Gage. Um, I was recently introduced to her and was actually on her podcast. And um, it was one of those things. We had so much fun. I was like, geez, I'd love to have you bring your story over to mine. It's exactly what um, I'm looking for. So I'm really excited to get into your story today. And I want to thank you for coming on. Well, I want to thank you for having me. This is, uh, this is going to be fun because we had a blast on my show. Yeah, we did. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. And, I bet um, you say that to all the girls. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of fun, ladies. It's going to be a lot of fun. No, it will be. So what I want to do is like you are such a powerhouse, like speaker, trainer. Um, you know, now you got your own podcast and stuff like that. Cause you, you kind of had your show on the road, right. But with COVID now you've kind of, yeah. You know, when you say podcasting. I'm a, a powerhouse speaker, it's like, boy, somebody turned off the light switch when COVID happened. Seriously, because anybody that uh, is a keynote speaker or a trainer, a corporate trainer that goes out on the road, um, our businesses in that area tanked, you know, and we had that happen in 2008 after nine 11. Um, I've been through this more than once. So it's kind of like you just pick yourself up and yeah. figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, let's just go ahead and get into your backstory. And cause I know like, I mean, you're pretty healthy. Um, how old are you? Right I am 66, just turned 66. 66. We just yes. talked earlier before we got started. You just ran a 10K. I no did. Big, well, no, you no know, no, it was no big deal. Actually, um, what, what it turned out is for some reason they measured it wrong and it turned out to be seven miles because I'm like going and going and after 6.2, I'm like, okay, this should be over. And I get to the finish and they go, oh, by the way, we made a mistake. It's a seven mile or so. And I thought my time was way off. And, you know, I'm not a fast runner by any stretch, but uh, yeah, I just did a 10K plus uh, over the weekend. Yeah. So today what I want to really focus on, um, well, we're going to talk about whatever. I just want to do a free for all today with you because it's going to be fun. We can just chit chat it all up. You betcha. But just to, to break the paradigm of, you know, as you age, you have to, oh, well, the doctor's like, you're getting older and it's just part of getting old and da, da, da. And, you know, and then I literally been to nursing homes where there's people in their sixties on pills that are drooling. You know what I mean? So it's like, and here you are, running seven miles like it's no problem your energy and vitality is through the roof and so I love having you on because um and we're going to break that paradigm today for people absolutely well you know after after I got home I actually worked in my yard for three hours we have five acres and it's like there's that's a lot of work and uh so I just I put on my uh working clothes for the yard and went out there for three hours and that night cooked dinner. I mean, it, it's, it's amazing. And, um, you know, there's one, one reason why, and we'll talk about that. Yeah, absolutely. So again, I know a lot of you guys are tuning in because you, you know, you want to look younger, you want to feel younger, you want to get rid of the gas, the bloating, the problems, get the flat belly going, you know, just feel good. You want to wake up and feel good. And that's what this podcast is about. And I keep bringing people like Kathleen on to say, to show you like, okay, I wasn't feeling good. And then this happened. So I did this and now I feel good. And I continued feeling good every morning. We want to know what it is you do. So let's go back to your backstory and how'd you get into all this health stuff? Well, you know, I've had an interest in health for probably 40 years. So um, because in my early days, uh, my idea of having energy was literally to do a line of cocaine. And I, I've been in recovery for 36 years, um, haven't had a drop of alcohol or drugs in 36 years. And my life got really unhealthy at one point. And um, as a result of that, I kind of went to the extreme of trying to figure out how to be super healthy. I got into bodybuilding, got into um, every kind of diet you could think of because I've been a yo-yo dieter and it would work for a while, but then I would go back to old behaviors and I gained the weight back oftentimes more than I had lost and felt sluggish. And so it was just this on again, off again kind of uh, relationship with food that I had. 
And it was actually when I was 64, I was dealing with inflammation, which is something a lot of people my age deal with. Started doing some research and discovered that if I would get rid of all dairy and all meat products, I probably would get rid of the inflammation. So I thought, okay, I'll give it a shot for seven days. Within two days, the inflammation was gone. I was feeling better than I had in a while. I was getting more energy. And this was in a two-day period. And I was like, okay, this can't be happening. Within a week, I dropped like six or seven pounds without dieting because I gave up dieting. And three months into it, I had dropped about 38 pounds. I've stabilized now to where it's been 35 pounds. My energy was increasing. My recovery time with uh, running was increasing. Um, just everything was starting to feel better. And I didn't have the aches and pains that I, I had had. And what was most amazing is one day I was in the dentist chair about a year into it. And I was getting a really bad headache. And I was thinking, gosh, I haven't had a headache in a while. And I kind of connected the dots. I had not had a headache since I went plant-based. And the reason I was getting one then was because I had my mouth open for a couple of hours. You know, so there's been so many benefits to going plant-based. And I would say that really is the fountain of youth that I discovered. Yeah, you know, the fountain of youth, um, you just brought back a memory. I remember when uh, my buddy Charles and I were at the Hippocrates Health Institute. This was my first awakening into, I mean, I mean you, you don't think about it when you eat an apple, you're eating plant-based. I mean, it's, right. it's, it's really not that big of a deal. You eat a freaking turnip or cucumbers, you're eating plant-based, right? So it's not really that radical of a thought process. Everybody's doing it um, to some level, hopefully. Um, and I felt so good after one week of all the water and the purified green juices and all these plants and sprouts. I literally looked at Charles. I was like, dude, this is like the fountain of youth. I mean, people are spending thousands of dollars trying to find the fountain of youth. They're spending thousands of dollars on cosmetic surgeries and liposuction and, you know, um, injections into their face right, right. You know, um, and, and, and just and, and creams and potions and, and, and pills. And, and I'm like, this is it. I'm like, and nobody could take that away from me. Right. Cause it's like, like you, you were just so radically shocked. It's like, how could I feel like this? And now all of a sudden I feel this good. Absolutely. You know, and, and it's so simple. That's, that's the amazing thing. And yet, if you look at the commercials on TV, the commercials on YouTube, on Facebook, mm -hmm. all over the place, it's all about medication. It's about how bad we feel. And if you take this magic pill, all of a sudden you'll feel better. And we're so conditioned to see our life as unhealthy. And here's the pill that will make you healthy. When in reality, it's the foods we eat that make all the difference in the world. This whole thing with COVID going on now, I, I don't want to say that it's not going on because it definitely is. But if you look at a lot of the people that they give airtime to, the, the people that are having complications, they have underlying conditions. And those underlying conditions are a direct result of what they're consuming. And most of it is animal-based products. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, um, man, I can't even tell you how many people I've talked to um, about this COVID thing. I, I'm, I'm just hoping that the whole thing with COVID, like, first off, I always tell people like, look, Yes, I believe it's, it's real. I know the virus is real. I know it was man manipulated. It came out of China. But the reality is, is I'm, I'm hoping this whole thing is just going to wake people up to start taking care of themselves. Because COVID's not going to be the last virus that, or that will mutate or that will man, somebody's going to release it on us to control us or for whatever reason it's out there, whether it was an accident or under control, it doesn't matter. It's out there. It's not going right. away anytime soon. SARS is still out there. Mercy is still out there. I mean, all these different, uh, these different things that are out there. Um, so what do you do? You live in fear. I was just talking to Ashley earlier. We just had Ashley James on the podcast talking about anxiety. And, you know, it's like when you live in fear, you're actually lowering your immune system and you'll be more susceptible to pneumonias and flus and COVIDs and SARS and, and, and these types of things. So absolutely. Well, and that, that's the whole thing is if people would lay a foundation where they wouldn't trigger the fear in their life and, and starts with, for me, a morning protocol, I do meditation, I do yoga, I uh, drink plenty of water, I go on a run, I do journaling. So I do what I need to do to get my head on straight. So I don't buy into a lot of, if you will, the propaganda. And what's really amazing in a perfect world, yes, we could wave a magic wand and everything 
everybody would eat right, they would live right, they would do all the things that they could do to have a healthy life. But we have so much evidence that that is not going to happen because the amount of heart disease we have, diabetes we have, uh, high blood pressure, and so a doctor will tell their patient, okay, you need to change your eating habits. And the patient is like, okay, I'm scared enough to do it. For a day they do it and then they go back to old behaviors. And when I got into recovery, I saw that all the time that people were in and out of the rooms of 12-step uh, programs. It's like when they were in pain, they were going to make the change. But as soon as they forgot about the pain, they forgot about what got them there and they went back to old behaviors. Yeah. And then old results. Oh, sure, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That or definition worse. of insanity. Yeah. Or worse. It got worse. It got oh, worse. absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and, and it's so interesting because it's really a simple solution. Many things in life are very simple and yet we tend to complicate it. It's like we want, you know, some, some really bizarre answer to a simple problem. And this, the simplicity of it is just change what you're eating, exercise, drink plenty of fluids and you'll be okay. And change the mindset too. Yeah, kind of getting back to basics, right? Absolutely. You know, life really is about basics, and and uh, we've we've gotten pretty complicated. So, what have you? What have you? What do you like? Why don't you talk about that just real in detail, real quick, about your morning routine? Because that's kind of important. Like, you're 66. You have more energy than most people I've ever talked to, which is awesome. Thank you. And um, you're fit. You're running. No problem. You. So what, what do you do? What, what's the morning look like for you? Well, my morning usually starts anywhere from 4.30 to 5 in the morning. And I start with uh, a yoga process where I just turn on something on YouTube. And there's a gal, her name is Jen Hillman, that I watch quite a bit. And Adrian mm -hmm. is another one. I go for 15 to 30 minutes. And I just basically allow my body to wake up. And I get in touch with my body. It's like, oh, I've got this, this beautiful thing that's going to do so many amazing things today. And so it's really shifting my mindset around what my body can do for me. Then from there, I will do a meditation anywhere from 10 to 30 minutes. And again, I just go on to YouTube and I, I key in anything to do with abundance, creativity, focus, whatever I want for that day. Then uh, I'll read out of an inspirational book. Right now I'm reading out of two books. One is called The Abundance Book by John Rand Randolph Pierce, I believe his name is. It's a 40-day process where you write something and then you, or you read something, then you write about it. And then Do You Quantum Think is the other book by Diane uh, Carroll. And it's about quantum physics and our thought processes. Uh, from there, what I do is I journal for a while and then I go out on a run for maybe three to five miles. And actually, after my run on uh, Saturday, I took a couple of days off because you also have to give your body rest. You can't keep pushing, mm -hmm. pushing, pushing. And what I've been doing lately, which is really amazing, is every day I commit to working in my garden for a half hour. And it's so amazing because I used to say, okay, when I have a full day, I'll work in my garden and my garden wasn't getting done the way I wanted it to. Ah, uh, the now, when, when. Yeah, the when. when. When, like my girlfriend says, she goes, Tim, you can't live in when world. When world. Or when someday I, when I, when, when this happens, then I can do this. Yeah. Or when I have this money, then I can do that. And when, 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 and you, you, you're not living in the now. Well, and that's the someday aisle too. Someday I'll lose weight. Someday I'll quit drinking. Someday I'll make my business success, whatever. It, yeah. it never happens. I learned that one from Tony Robbins. But, yeah. uh, but what's really amazing is by getting in those little habits and committing to it. And people say, I'll do it when I feel like it. And the reality is, is most <laughs> of the time we're not going to feel like it. You have to do it and then you start feeling it. it, it so it's kind of counterintuitive. It's like the way he, you brought Tony Robbins, he's, he talks about it's, you know, motivating people doesn't work. It's like, it's the, the emotion actually follows motion. So you actually have to take action, right? Just as simply as if you smile right now, you smile, then you feel good, right? Absolutely. It's not feel good and then smile. Right. So right. the bottom line is, is you, you got to move. You got to keep things moving, right? It's like a, it's like a stream. If a, it's really simple for me in nature. It's like if a, if a creek's running down the mountain really fast, that creek is a fresh, you know, it's got a lot of rapids. It's water's clean, but if it's a slow moving slough, bugs and mosquitoes and the right. water kind of gets nasty and the algaes get in there and like, you don't want to drink it as much. So it's the same Absolutely. thing in our life. You want to keep not only your body moving, but your internal organs and everything moving too. Well, that's the one good thing about yoga. And I know that you're very into yoga. Um, yeah. it, 
that when you do yoga, you're actually doing a lot of good for your internal organs, especially when you're twisting and you're getting into poses and you're holding it and you're concentrating on it. And a lot of it is just living consciously because I think we've gotten to a place where we live a very unconscious life. And, you know, you can turn on the news any day of the week and you'll see how unconscious people are uh, with all the violence and the anger and the fear going on. And when you're in a conscious state, you tend to get rid of those things. It's like, they're just not a part of your reality. Yeah. Yeah. And the more you focus on something, the more, you, the more it's going to become, come into your reality, right? Absolutely. So if you're turning into negative news all the time, negative news, negative news, negative news. I mean, it's easy. You want to get, you want to feel depressed. You want to feel bad about yourself. Just turn on the news and they'll tell you who got shot that day. Absolutely. And if you want to feel really bad, turn on first CNN and then Fox or first Fox and then CNN, and then you're going to feel really bad. It's like <laughs> you get a double dose of it. Yeah, just turn it off. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. That, you know, that's really the key. And that's what I love about my morning protocol is I don't turn on the news right away. I don't go into social media right away. I don't check my emails right away. I actually do something that takes care of me and gets me grounded for the day. I really like it that you go outside too, because most people aren't doing that. And that's one of the best I mean, there's like an ancient Chinese practice, just like walking around in the woods. Right. You right. know, just uh, reconnecting yourself and looking around and seeing that, you know, feeling that you're actually a part of this huge universe. Right. And knowing that, wow, I mean, I just went back home to Eastern Oregon and back there, my mom and dad don't even live in town. The town's maybe got 11, 12,000 people. Right. Mm -hmm. But it's not like Portland where the whole town's lit up and there's pollution and you can't really see the lights and stuff as much. But when you go to Eastern Oregon, it gets better. There's less pollution, less lights. So when you're at my mom and dad's house, it's like pitch black and you can see the stars. We actually saw that comet. I don't know. The I kept looking for it. And, and I live in a pretty rural community, so we don't have a lot of lights around and, and I would look for it. But since I get up so early, I tend to go to bed early. You know, it's, I, I read something recently about the things that I love doing now were the things I got punished with when I was a kid, go to bed early, uh, stay at home, um, you know, read a good book. It was like, those were punishments when I was growing up. And now it's like, I can't, can't wait to do those things. Here it is. It's, I just looked it up. It's the Neowise Comet. I looked for it. I didn't see it, but I saw some nice pictures of it. Yeah. And then I've, I have these really nice Steiner uh, binoculars and we really zoomed nice. in on it and stuff. Nice. It, was, it was really cool. You look at the moon and everything. It's just like when you take, I mean, just do this, like get a freaking pair of binoculars. You want to see how cool life is and just look at the moon or get a telescope and look at the freaking moon and realize that like, it's um, this whole thing is amazing. The universe, the everything, like air, water, kids, Absolutely. bugs. I mean, just when you look at, if you just stop and watch a butterfly hanging out or a bee doing their thing, I mean, it's like, and, and everything's working out perfectly. You know, it's like nature's got everything like perfect, right? It's out there. It's, it's evolving. It's recycling itself. It's, it's clean. And for the most part, there's not a lot of, you know, and bacteria, everything does its work. And then, human beings we get we start messing everything up right we, we, we sure live do. in concentrated areas yeah. and then we cause all this disease and sickness and stuff like that and we we detach from nature and then we think for some reason that going to like you said like a pill or something like a synthetic you know uh, acid-based and you know non-natural product is going to help you out of your situation that was caused by you being detached from natural stuff in the first place well, I've been listening to uh, James Allen. He, he passed away many, many years ago, but as a man thinketh, and there's one part in there that it, it just it really resonates with me and then just uh, runs through my head about how you have the, the wealthy man who eats like very gluttonous and just is just a fat pig, basically just eating and eating and eating and then pays to have the disease taken out, but goes back to the same behaviors. He'll always be sick because he's not changing the behaviors. So in a nutshell, that's what James Allen was saying a hundred years ago. And, and it's like, why, why, people refuse to listen to that is beyond me. But I did too. For many, many years, I refused to really look at what the logic was behind eating in a way that was compassionate and eating in a way that's in balance with the earth. Cool. Well, hey, we're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, uh, we'll get more into, maybe let's just get into some stuff like, you know, like eating. We'll get into some eating stuff. How's that sound? Because, you know, Sounds recipes good. and stuff mm -hmm. like that, people want that. So we'll take a quick break and we'll be right back.
know this is Pat Militaire, former UFC champion and UFC Hall of Famer. My life is hectic. I did a show, finished at midnight in Minnesota, drove four hours north to Fargo, North Dakota this weekend. Three hours later, ran a marathon, taught a seminar that afternoon, got up the next day, ran a little bit more to loosen my legs up, taught another seminar, and then drove home last night for eight and a half hours. Got back home at, at two something in the morning. This stuff is what's saving me right now, and it's keeping me going. So imagine what it can do for you, just a nine to fiver. To get this product and our other amazing products, go to chemicalfreebody.com. That's chemicalfreebody.com. Okay, Health Heroes, Tim James here. I'm back with Kathleen Gage and uh, Plant-Based Eating for Health, uh, her podcast. I'm excited to share that. That's where we met. But um, Kathleen, we've been chatting about a lot of stuff. I wanted to kind of get in back into like, let's get into foods. Like, what are your favorite foods to eat? Because I mean, you went for, you went, you, I mean, your whole thing's now about plant-based eating. So what are some of your favorite plant-based foods or dishes and, and what are things that people well, could use let me, that are easy? Let me frame that first with what people will say when they find out you're vegan or plant-based is they say, oh, I could never give up cheese. And it's like, no, it's not that you couldn't, it's you won't. And I was one of those. It was like, I couldn't imagine life without cheese, without uh, steaks, without, you know, all the animal products. And what happened was my taste buds changed. It's like, I can't even imagine eating cheese now or any kind of meat. It just, it, it, really repulses me. But what I do like is I love a good salad with beans, legumes, like for lunch today, I made a vegan Caesar salad dressing and you make that out of cashews and you put vegan Worcestershire sauce and you put lemons in it and you put um, nutritional yeast and just a really, really great mm -hmm. recipe. And I had spring mix, big bowl of spring mix, threw on some kidney beans, threw on some garbanzo beans, threw on some olives, threw on some, uh, beets on there. I threw sunflower seeds. I threw on sesame seeds and I mixed it all up. This thing was huge and I just take my time eating it. And where I really learned to eat the plant-based way was from uh, Eat to Live by Dr. Joel Furman. His book I recommend to everybody because he's got it's so sensible the way he presents it. And basically it's the no SOS diet, no added sugar, no added salt, no added oil. And I haven't used oil in cooking in a good two years because I, I just, I have no reason to use it. We've been conditioned to think that we need to use it. But I love a good salad for breakfast. I always have a big bowl of oatmeal with uh, mangoes on it, blackberries, dark cherries, uh, almond milk with some um, almond slices, some flaxseed and chia seed. And that's my morning uh, meal. Then a few hours later, I have my salad. And then for dinner, I might have, uh, you know, it could be vegan tacos. It could be um, another salad. It could be, I, I love stuffed bell peppers. So one of the things I love about plant-based eating is there's so many varieties of the way that you can cook. And a lot of people think it only means you eat salad. And nothing could be further from the truth. We, we have a garden, and so we've been getting fresh zucchini and uh, fresh squash out of the garden. The tomatoes are almost ripe, and so I can't wait till the tomatoes uh, are ripe so I can make some fresh spaghetti. And, you know, so there's really not much that I don't eat now that I wasn't eating before. And, but I just eat more of it now. So what do you do when you, like, come across somebody? Because what I've learned is, like, if when I when I went plant based in the very beginning, I became really, I don't know, militant about it. I drove a lot of my friends you? and no, no. <laughs> friend, friends and family away from me because they're like, oh, here he comes again. Hide your cheese, yeah. you know. And the first thing is like, is cheese is just the base ingredient. What is cheese? You look at the base ingredient; it's fat. So instead right. of getting the fat from the cow, just get it from a nut, like almond cheese. And you, like, if you tried that Kite Hill brand uh, cream cheese, no, food, I have not. Whole Foods. I'll have get, to the, try get, get the chive one. Oh my God. It's like everybody that's had it's like, dude, that's the best cream cheese I've ever had in my nice. life. Nice. And it's made out of almonds, right? It's like you can, it's just fat. All right. So it's, it's fat and flavoring basically. But um, 
I think I just completely lost my, my train of thought. Well, there. you were talking about cheese. And one thing I want to point out is that the average person will uh, eat about 30 pounds of cheese per year. And when you think of what that's doing to your insides, your arteries mm -hmm. and your heart and all that, um, it's no wonder that we are so unhealthy. I mean, they've got what's called the blue zones in the world. And this is where they're more plant-based in their eating. And they have more centurions in those areas of the world than anywhere else because of the way they eat. Yeah, those blue zones are really cool. The, I think the three top things for people living over 100, this was like Okinawa, Japan, Loma Linda, California, the Sardinians. Um, number one, they had lifelong friends. Mm -hmm. Number two, they exercised daily, so they just moved their body. Number three, they ate 80% plant-based or greater. Absolutely, absolutely. Boom. Magic formula right Magic there. Oh, my, formula. oh, I know. My question was like, how, what do you do for somebody that's like, hey, they want to improve their diet, but we don't want to freak you out thinking that you have to go plant-based all the way in the beginning. Because I know for some people, that's like, that's such a scary proposition. I want to let them off the hook and say, look, this is a healing diet. And then right. after two years, you know, you can go back and eat meat, do whatever you want, but you, you let them at least know they can go back to it. Or maybe they don't want to do that. Maybe they're not in crisis mode. Maybe they just want to feel a little bit better. So there's yeah, different ways of coming into it. How do you, how do you well, help I tend to be, freak out? Yeah. I, I tend to be very black and white. So for me, and it, because, I, you know, being an alcoholic and an addict, it was very black and white for me. And so I jumped into it with both feet. But for most people, I would say you don't need to do that. But I would say, look at the quality of life that you want. I was talking to a woman the other day who was talking about her arthritis. She was probably 15 years younger than me and she was in mm -hmm. aches and pains. And I said, well, how long has this been going on? She said, oh, for about 10 years now. And so I, I basically let her hang herself is what I did. I just kept asking questions and she was getting into more and more of this emotion of pain and what you know that felt like. And I said, well, you know, I, I'd like to offer you a suggestion if I may, on what might help. She goes, yeah, please do. I said, well, if you get rid of all dairy and all animal products, you might feel a little better. She goes, you know, I did that about 10 years ago. And I said, what happened? She goes, I felt great. And I said, so why aren't you doing it now? And she goes, I just like the, the taste of meat too much. And I thought, huh, so you're willing to have so much pain and suffering for a momentary pleasure instead of transitioning into a better lifestyle. And unfortunately, that's how a lot of people are. But what I do tell people is, why don't you just try it for a week? Just ease into it. Uh, there's the no meat Monday that a lot of people do. You don't have to do it black and white, but I do know once you start eating more plants, what you're going to find is you probably will feel better. And most sane people, well, okay, that's a whole different talk, conversation <laughs> because most people aren't sane, I don't think, if, if you look at it. But most people, once they start feeling better, will probably want to go deeper into it. And what I know is the more I am in the lifestyle and the more I surround myself with experts in the plant-based industry, and I love being able to interview people like yourself for my podcast show because I've had the likes of T. Colin Campbell on my show. I just interviewed Chef AJ. Her show goes live in about a week. And just some phenomenal, phenomenal people. And the more I learn the hungrier I get for the information. It's like, I can't get enough because it's like a whole new level of awareness. And I think what people will discover is if you really do your research, if you read the books and you watch the documentaries and you go in with an open mind, you, you come to a point where you just say, I, I can't go back to the way I was. And I know that's true for me in a lot of different areas of my life, but I would say the most spiritual thing I ever did was to go plant-based. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. There's I, there's a meme where there's a person sitting there eating like a pizza plate of cooked food and like, you know, chicken drumsticks and turkey drumsticks and that kind of stuff. And then there's the behind them is like the spiritual connection to God, right? And then the person next to them has a little bit healthier food. And then and then you can see that pathway is a little bit more illuminated. Then the next mm. person's got more. And, and, and then not only are the people getting skinnier and skinnier as they go to the left, but the pathway of, of, of illumination to the higher mind, God, he, she, it, whatever you want to call it, the one, the source, you know, whatever your God is, is fine. Um, it got more illuminated. So I actually experienced that myself, exactly what you just said, because um, like I, I didn't really have a spiritual connection at all. And when I switched over to, you know, eating just all plants, um, all of a sudden I started thinking about it. I don't know where it came from. It was just like, I was like, God, there's something 
more. I didn't know right. what it was. I couldn't put my finger on it. So it took seven years later. I mean, I, I grew up like redneck whiskey in Copenhagen and hunting and fishing and, you know, rodeos and farming. And that, that's like, that's a lot of conditioning to get Absolutely. rid of. Right. Absolutely. You know, especially you gotta eat meat to be a dude, you know, like, what are you, what's he, you know? Well, you know, and it's so interesting because people are conditioned to believe certain things and live certain ways. And it's no wonder that people continue on with a legacy from their family. And, and oftentimes people say, well, it's in my genes, it's in my family bloodline that I'm going to have heart disease or I'm going to have cancer or I'm going to have a stroke or whatever it may be. And many of the experts say, no, it's in your diet. It's what you were taught to eat that causes those challenges. But truly, when you get rid of the if you will, the energy of what meat brings to the, the experience, when you get rid of that energy and you have clean energy from the earth, you're actually able to tap more into your intuition, into your connection with source, all of those things that people seem to be searching for, but they don't give themselves enough time to really have that experience. When did you start meditating? Oh, I probably started back in the early 80s maybe even late seventies, um, going back quite it? a while. Um, I was trying to find inner peace and, you know, but the way I did it, I actually was in uh, Israel for a period of time mm -hmm. and uh, went to Egypt, went to the pyramids there. And then I lived in Mexico for a period of time. And I would literally get stoned and go on top of the pyramids in Mexico and meditate. And I thought I was having some great spiritual experience. I was just high. That's what it was. <laughs> but, the, and what it really was is I was looking for some, peace and serenity. And so what I found through all the years that I've been on this journey is the cleaner I live, and by clean is not putting substances into my body that are not meant to be there, the more of a connection I can have. And you know, it. I had the experience about six months into plant-based mm -hmm. eating, where I was in the grocery store, walking by the meat department because I was going to another department and I was walking by and I literally stopped in my tracks and I could feel the pain. And I was just like, oh my gosh. And I mean, I'm getting the God bumps right now, just thinking about it. Like I really felt the pain, the anguish, the fear, the torture that the animals had gone through. And I thought, I, I could never do that again. And it, I almost started crying because I just felt so, such a deep sorrow for what these animals have gone through. Yeah, I know you, uh, I remember reading in your bio that you're a big animal advocate. Yes. That's yes. really important to you. Obviously, it's, it's coming through right now loud and clear. Thank you. Well, you know, and I, I have worked in the pet industry for quite a while. I used to speak at conferences, no more for, for the indefinite period of time. Uh, but I didn't realize that I had such a disconnect and I was out of alignment that here I rescue animals and I speak within the pet industry and yet I was eating animals. And it was like, it's kind of like you being a redneck. You know, I love that, you know, the, the redneck <laughs> from redneck, red meat to vegan. Um, it, it just, it's kind of crazy because so often we just don't connect the dots in life. Yeah, that's... You know, I would like to, like, you said you went to Egypt and stuff like that. Yeah. What was, that was, you were still doing drugs back then, right? Uh, actually, I'd quit drinking, but I was still doing drugs, and I was on a spiritual quest. I actually, I was just shy of 30 years old, sold everything I owned, and because I was just in a real unhappy place in my life, sold everything I owned, got a backpack, went with another woman, and we hitchhiked from Berkeley, California, all the way through Canada to New York, took a real cheap, it was People's Express, when you could get a flight for like 149 bucks to go from New York over to London, took a flight, and hitchhiked all through Europe, ended up, I was trying to get to India. And I was so stoned in geography class that I missed that India and Israel aren't the same. And anyway, I ended up in Israel and I worked on a Moshav for six months. And it was during that time I got to go to Bethlehem. I got to go to Egypt. I went to Jerusalem. And it was really quite an experience in that the main thing I got was wherever you go, there you are. You cannot run away from yourself because wherever you go until you resolve whatever it is you need to resolve, you're taking that package with you. Mm. Yeah, that's some pretty deep stuff right there. When you did you ever visit Yemen when you were over there? Um, 
I don't think I did. I was on the West Bank. And so I was on Moshav Bekawat was the name of the Moshav. And that's actually similar to a kibbutz, except a kibbutz is more community environment. And this is more supposedly private enterprise. And so we would get a little house where there would be what they called volunteers. And there were six uh, volunteers to a house. And um, you basically would work with whatever the farmers gave you to work with. Uh, some people worked with the turkeys. And for some reason, I knew that I didn't want to work with the turkeys because that's where they grew them and slaughtered them. But I worked with um, carnations in what's called gypsophilia. And I remember talking to the flowers and actually watching the ratings from the European market would actually go up for our particular farmer. And he said he had never seen that happen, but I would talk to the flowers. I would, you know, I, I was just putting all these spiritual practices that I had learned into practice. And so my journey of awakening, if you will, has been well over 40 years, you know, and that shocks me because it means like I'm getting older. <laughs> mm -hmm. but, well, you sure look good. Thank and you. That's, and Thank that's you. the most important thing. It's not, you know, and I, I actually, look, I love getting older now. I, like, I do too, actually. Like, I, like, I'm almost 50 and I'm like, I can't wait to say, look, I'm 50 and I can't wait to get to 60 and 70 and, and be an example for my children and grandchildren. Like, look, this is what's possible. Absolutely. Right. And that's what I'm looking forward to is, is when I'm in my 70s to be one of those women that people go, oh my God, she's 70 years old. Can you believe that? And I have friends who are just like me. I have friends who are very into health and fitness and plant-based eating. And what I love is when my lifestyle has influenced somebody who said, oh, I could never go plant-based. And now they're, I have one friend, she's doing a 30-day plant-based challenge with her community. And she was one of those early on. She wasn't going to do it. And she's going to be 70 in about a year. It's yeah. just like, oh my And that's gosh. what people should be. I mean, we, I, I remember a picture of this guy and they had him doing, you know, where he had his legs crossed and then he mm -hmm. was in like a, like a handstand or like maybe he had a forearm stand with his legs up above him, but his legs were crossed. Right. Like, and then they took a picture of him 40 years later doing the same pose. Wow. And it was just like, and then they showed a picture of him. He, it looked like the almost exactly the same dude. He'd been eating plant-based and he did yoga every day, you know? And I met another lady on, on my honeymoon in Hawaii. It was like that too. We, we were going to get one of those. I thought, Oh yeah, the side-by-side -side massage things. That's like the, you know, stereotypical, right, right. that's what you do when you get married type shit or whatever. And <laughs> <laughs> that's the right. only thing you do. You just go get side-by-side -side massages. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You got to do that deal. Right. So I'm looking this up and I'm calling them. They're like, Oh, we're sorry. We're all sold out. And I'd read a book about this muscle uh, the football players were starting to do yoga to extend their careers because the yoga would lengthen and strengthen their muscles, mm -hmm. their, not their muscles, but their ligaments and tendons. It was the ligaments and tendons that were snapping and breaking. Well, Jesus, a, a freaking NFL football player, if he could get an extra year, that could be millions of dollars, right. two years, three years, five years career. It could be multi-millions of dollars. So like they're in there doing yoga for the cash, right? That's why they got in there. And I thought, wow, if they're doing that, I want my body to be like that. And this was before I got into plant-based juicing, any of this kind of stuff. And um, there was a lady there that said private yoga studio. And I was like, oh, I, what about this? Can we, she opened? Like, oh yeah. So we went and saw her. Long story short, if I've told this story before, I apologize for the people that are hearing it again, but this woman was beautiful. I mean, she was absolutely gorgeous. Her, her hair, her skin, she was amazing. I didn't even think about her age or anything like that. And then we got done talking at the end. I was just sitting there. We were sitting there together with my wife and, and, and we got talking and, she, and I'm like, God, you just, you just look so healthy. And she's like, yeah, I'm like, what did she say? She goes, I'm like 62 or 66 or something like that. She was in her sixties. And I was like, what? I'm like, I mean, I, I, I couldn't believe it. Like if I wasn't married, I would have taken this lady out on a date. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, I'm serious. I'm like, serious. She was so attractive. And she was like, and I was like 37 at the time. And just the thought of me being 37 and even wanting to date and being physically attracted to somebody in their sixties blew my whole concept right, in my mind right. about what was possible. And I'm like, how do you do this? I'm like, what do you do? And she's like, well, um, I've been eating plants for mostly raw foods for 20 years. Um, and, um, been doing yoga about the same amount of time. I do yoga almost every single day. And, you know, you just keep running into these people like yeah. yourself and like these people. And all of a sudden you're going like, I'm just going to do what they're doing. You know, this isn't complicated. So we'll, t yeah, so we'll, we'll hold that thought. We'll yeah. have to take another quick break. We'll come back and, um,
and then we'll get into something to, uh, I'm going to maybe ask you a juicy question. How's that sound? Ooh, that sounds <laughs> juicy. <laughs> All right. We'll take a short break and we'll be right back. When I wake up in the morning, I ask myself, how am I going to nourish myself today? That's where Green 85 has made that an easy task. Packed full with nutrient-dense quality ingredients, it ensures me that I'm starting my day off right. Green 85. To get this product and our other amazing products, go to chemicalfreebody.com. That's chemicalfreebody.com. All right, Health Heroes, we're back. I'm with Kathleen Gage. We're just chopping it up with about healthy stuff, healthy lifestyles. So, yeah, so, you know, it's like I got this, uh, you know, there's success leaves clues. There's another Tony Robbins quote right there. And I started start seeing all these people around here and they're all healthy. I'm like, I'm just going to copy what they're doing. So now I promised uh, I would ask you a juicy question. So what was the most, um, what's the most risque thing that's ever happened to you in your life that you participated in? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you have to read it in my memoir. Actually, I'm working on a memoir and in it you'll you'll see the risque thing that uh that I've done because I had a, a pretty fast lifestyle there for a while. And, <laughs> and I, that, that was really one of the reasons I took off to Israel because, you know, when you're doing drugs and alcohol, you uh, end up in pretty compromising situations. So totally. I'm going to leave it at that because I can tell you, you can think of it. I probably did it kind of thing, but it will be in my memoir where my editor, uh, she's actually plant-based, which I love, but we're going to um, work on a title because we really want it to be a catchy title. And, uh, I, I started working on it when I first went to Israel and I was going to call it thumbs and wits because thumbs for hitchhiking. I, I yeah. hitchhiked the, the whole way. Um, and you had to use your wits. You had to use your street smarts. And it's so interesting because my first business name that I came up with was street smarts marketing because I learned a lot on the streets and my drugs and alcohol took me to the streets. I mean, I literally did end up there. And, you know, I look at my life today and I just go, this is like night and day from where I was. And it really is because my thinking is completely opposite of what it used to be. So um, I'll leave it to your imagination, but it will be in my memoir. And I don't know when that's going to be done because I, I keep hitting roadblocks because there's some pretty, uh, pretty risque and dark stuff in there. So, I'll bet. I'll go. bet there is. Okay. Well, that was close enough. We felt it. Could you guys, could you guys feel that? You know, she's got some, she's, She's sweating a little bit oh, just wait, thinking about telling wait. us. Oh, boy. This is just like, woo. <laughs> no, it's going to be, actually, it's going to be kind of fun when I, uh, I uh, release it because it, it's a, it's been an interesting journey. If you ever really want to dig deep into where you have your blocks in life, write a memoir and really dig deep. My, my editor, there would be points where I would hit something, um, like, you know, there, there's actually a, a story in there of when I was a child and I actually was abused by a neighbor who was about 18 years old at the time. And I was four and a half. And when I wrote about it, I stayed surface. And she said, oh, you haven't gone deep enough. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I did. I did. Well, I tell you, when I finally went deep enough, and even as I'm retelling it, I felt all the emotions that I had had locked away and blocked away. And I think a lot of times in life, what people do is they use substances to get rid of the emotional pain that they've buried so deep instead of bringing it to the surface, healing it, and then moving on and having a better quality of life. You know, so yeah, but when, when, when are we showed that though, when nobody's teaching us that kind of stuff, Oh, you know, you know that's they just so hand true. you here, have some ice cream, bury it yeah, with some ice cream. Absolutely. Bury. Or don't talk about it. You know, it's like, Oh, you, well, I had a death and dying experience when I was nine years old. I was given some medication that uh, I had a real adverse reaction to ended up in the hospital. I was paralyzed. Apparently they had me on life support. Don't Whoa. remember most of it. And when I came to, I actually had had, where I went into the light and we're going back about 60 years. So this was before many of the books were written. Uh, people talked about it and I shared with my parents, first of all, and then one of the nurses, what had happened. And they said, Oh, it was just the medication. It was the drugs. And so 
early on, I was taught that whatever you know to be true, it probably isn't because an authority figure is telling you it's not true. So that was a lot of what I had to finally work through and realize that our truth is our truth. Whatever we, we know to be true, it's honoring that and really if you will, supporting ourselves in walking through and getting to the other side of it. And I think more and more, especially with the internet, there are resources available. Um, but sometimes you, you just got to be, you have, a, have to have a level of awareness of who you share certain things with, because some people will um, take it completely the wrong way. Other people may try to take advantage of you because of what you shared. And so it's really, you know, getting tuned in to say, okay, is this the appropriate time to share this information? Yeah. Yeah. And these, you know, so-called, uh, you, you know, what would you, you said the word like leader, the people, the, uh, the um, authority figures, the authority figures, you know, if you look behind the scenes, they're either getting paid to do something um, or they're, you know, indoctrinated into a system that's broken. And if you look at their own lives, in most people's cases, that they're they're messed up or more than 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 you are, right? Absolutely. So we're talking Absolutely. about the the innate intelligence that's built into all of us is what you're talking about, and your instincts. It's like I was thinking about this. I, I, my girlfriend Rebecca and I were we went back home to Eastern Oregon, and we I take my dog on a walk down this long gravel road, and there's these there's these birds. They're called killdeer. I don't know if you're familiar with them. Mm -mm. They hang around on the ground a lot. They run around and, and they don't, their nests are basically, they just lay eggs on rocks. And you can barely even tell the eggs are there. They just blend in, right? But if you get close to their nest, they're freaking out and they're, they're trying to land next to you and they act like they got a broken, they stick their wing out like they got a broken wing, trying to draw you away from the, from the, from the eggs and protect their, protect their unborn children. And I was t telling her about that because I studied them because I grew up with them, right? And I was curious, like, why they do that? And, and I said, nobody, they didn't go to school for that shit. You know what I mean? They, they, were, they were hatched out of an egg. Their mom raised them. And then, you know, I guess maybe they might have saw their mom do it. Mm -hmm. That's possible. But they just know instinctively how to do this stuff. It just keeps getting passed on. It's how they get predators away from their eggs, draws them away. Cause they're over there sniffing around looking. So my dog's sniffing around, we're walking. She's like trying to get us away from her eggs. That's an intelligence that's built into all of us. Follow those gut instincts. You know, it's like if somebody's not resonating with you, maybe you shouldn't hop in the car with them, you know? Um, well, you know, the, the, I love that you just brought this up because um, when I go running, if I get a weird feeling, I, I usually go with somebody, but not, not all the time is somebody available when I go off on trails. And this one day I was out uh, with actually my wife and she was riding her bike and I was running and she was down about two miles ahead of me. And I passed this guy and I got the weirdest feeling. I mean, I, I felt like he had murdered somebody. I mean, I just got this hit and I'm like, oh my gosh, that was so weird. So I kept running, but I just had this feeling like something was unsafe. Well, right then she calls me and she said, you need to turn around and you need to go to the car right now. She goes, I just got this weird feeling. And she goes, I'm coming back right away. And I said, strange that you should say that. I'll tell you about it when we hook up at the car Well, or the truck. So sure enough, she comes out and she goes, I just got the weirdest feeling that you were not in a safe place. And she goes, I don't know what that was. She goes, are you okay? And I said, let me tell you what, what my hit was. And so I think that when we get those those feelings, we need to honor those and it's our protection. It could be an angel, it could be a spirit guide, whatever, whatever belief we have, but mm -hmm. it's something that is there to protect us. And unfortunately, we've become a society that sedates ourselves with food, money, sex, drugs, alcohol, so much that we lose sight of that. We, we get out of tune with that. And if you take time to really go inside, you start tuning into that kind of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And it's really unfortunate. I was talking earlier about hoping, praying and hoping that people are going to wake up during this, you know, the, the whole COVID thing, right? And all the fear mongering, at least, you know, wake people up. And it's unfortunate to see that alcohol sales have soared 300%. And those, those are considered an essential, essential business. Like this is a time for people to really tune in, you know, tap into everything and turn everything on and, and get that connection. And it's more sedation, more sedation. It's really sad. It's really sad. Cause this is an opportunity. Like if you can't work in it, 
this is like, you can go deep and maybe start a business, find out what you want to do with your life. Um, get, get clear, you know, meditate. When have you ever had, when have some people have been working their whole lives, working, work, 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 work. This, they finally got a break. They can finally stop and find out what's really important. And what are they doing? They're drowning themselves. Well, you know, it'd be interesting to find out out of all the people that are, have been let go of jobs and, and had a major uh, change in their, their financial situation, how many of them said, can't stand my job. I do anything not to work here. I just, I don't want to come to work. I dread this. And they repeated it over and over and over again. And then they were given that opportunity and they're like, oh, now what do I do? And I remember in, it was 1996, I think, uh, maybe 97, I was working for GTE Health Systems. I left my company. No, it was before I started my company. So 1994. And we always had the threat of layoffs. And I remember I was ready to start a business. I was like, okay, I want to start a business. I can't deal with this on again, off again type thing. And so I started laying the foundation. And when we had the layoff, people were like shocked. They were like, what happened? And we had plenty of warning. And I was one of the only people saying, right on, this is so great. I got a severance package. This is awesome. And I, I was I had prepared myself for it. Right. And I seriously was the only person that was excited about it. Everybody else was in fear and yet they knew it was coming. And it's just like when somebody gets a diagnosis of a heart problem <laughs> and they've been eating like crap and they're going, what happened? It's like, well, you're hundred pounds overweight. You eat garbage. You drink to excess. You don't exercise and you're wondering why you're having complications. I mean, that's where I get frustrated with people because Kindness only goes so far, and then there's tough love. Sometimes we have to tough love people into, you know what, you did this to yourself, and here's something you can do with that. And it's not to be calloused, but it's to be realistic, because I think oftentimes we baby people into the grave early. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. When you were saying that, I was just thinking my exact same train of thought that you just brought up about the health thing. It's like, when you look around, 50% of people are dropping dead of heart disease, another 50% of cancer. And what's the statistics are like by 2050, 68 to 72% of people will have cancer. It'll be as common as a cold. So well, who, 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 who's listening and had a cold? Well, we're soon going to be to that level in cancer and it's, it's, it's already bad enough. So we already have enough like flashing sirens going off. So why not just get ahead of the curve? And then when it, you know, and then, then you don't, then you can be like, you, you're like, ha ha, I'm ready. Like, so right. when, 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 like when COVID comes, perfect example, I'm not scared about this thing one bit. I am not worried about it at all for my per own personal health. I agree. Not at all. Bring it on because I know my, my innate immune system is going to handle it. My, um, interferon system is designed, which is part of the immune system that they're not talking about, um, is designed to and wants viruses to come in because when it when it when it adapts to that virus it actually makes your immune system a thousand times stronger it wants it so and then i've got solutions too i know of solutions because i live and breathe this like if it did, did get better there's like so many things that'll knock out viruses from vitamin a from green leafy vegetables and vitamin d3 from the sun and, and negative ions and good sleep and and high dose vitamin c ivs if it got really bad or there's chlorine dioxide and there's just so many different things that people can do to 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 knock out colloidal silver you know as another right one. right there's just well, so you know, many ways to kill viruses like you know when when people talk to me and they you know they say oh you just don't get it well one i i was precancerous with colon cancer so i have had you know a, kind of a threat i they found some stuff inside of me, took it out. And my doctor at that time was like, you need to change your diet. I was close to having a stroke. She said, you are a walking stroke. I was about uh, at the time, 60 pounds heavier than I am now. Mm -hmm. You know, so I've dealt with these things. I had a threat with breast cancer. It turns out it was benign. They took a lump out. And um, my doctor one day, she said, we're going to have to put you on medication if you don't change your, your lifestyle. She goes, you are ready to have a stroke any day now. And I was probably 55 at the time. And I was going through the death of both my parents. And so I was using food as a way to stuff the pain. And so I do get what it's like to live a very unhealthy life. I also know what it's like to live a very healthy life. And I choose health. I, I absolutely choose health. And so it's not like I don't understand but I do know that it's just like when I had to quit drinking. I had to quit drinking or I would have lived a life of hell. People say, oh, if I drink, I die. That, nothing can be further from the truth. We live a life of just turmoil. Of, it's, it's just 
pitiful. And as I, when I go out running and if I see a homeless person that's on the side of the road, I go, but for the grace of God, there go I. And somehow I made it out of it. And it's so it's not like I don't understand, but I do know that again, tough love sometimes is what people need. And it's like, this is a wake up call, folks. This is not a joke. The whole COVID thing, this is not a joke. Look at what's happening and look at the number of people who have underlying causes that are the ones that are dying. Rarely, and you always have the people say, well, there was a person who was a vegan and she was a runner and she was this and that, and she got COVID and she died. One out of how many? The majority, it's because of the lifestyle choices that they're making. Yeah, I think it's like 50% of all deaths are senior citizens in nursing homes. So it's less than 1% of the population is accounting for 50% of the deaths and they're severely compromised. Yes, they are. Yes, All right, they so are. To r- let's wrap this sucker up. I want you to give your top three health hacks or tips that you would recommend to the listeners. What are the top three things that Kathleen Gage would recommend for them to boost their immune system and stay healthy and not have to be a statistic? Uh, thanks for that question. The very first one is go plant-based. Give up all meat, all dairy, and give it a shot for 30 days. I mean, really 100% and see how you feel. The next thing that I would say is have a morning protocol. Um, Hal Elrod has a really nice morning protocol. I know Tony Robbins has one. Um, you know, there's a number of people you can tune into them to find out what they do, but get a morning protocol. And most of all, live in a state of gratitude, because when you're in a place of gratitude, the just what happens to your body is pretty amazing and what happens to your psyche. So look at what's right in life Mm -hmm. rather than what's wrong, because there's really, for most of us, we have first world problems. We do not have anything beyond that. And it's all a matter of perspective. Absolutely. I resonate with all three of those very, very much. And on that first one where you said, you know, go plant-based for 30 days. um, When my clients are ready to do that, like coaching clients, because I don't start them. I don't don't even change their diet up front anymore because it's too much. Mm -hmm. We usually just get them focused on those core four secrets we talked about on your show and then get them on our products and then they're feeling good. Then when they're ready, we make a few dietary changes. Like, okay, are you ready now? Let's do plant-based for just 30 days. So we'll do it. And then you can go back and you can have pizza and candy. And I want you to, and I, I, when I'm like, I want you to go have lasagna. I want you to have ice cream. I'm, and I tell them up front, I'm like, I want you to throw a party and just celebrate afterwards. They're like, okay, yeah, let's try it. And they do it. They're feeling really, really, really good. And part of the thing though, is they have to call me the next day after they had, after they went plant-based for 30 days, they go have their celebratory meal. And then they call me the next day and tell me how they feel. What do you think? Oh, I bet they're puking their guts out. I bet they're on the toilet. Seriously, I bet they're eyes, feeling eyes like are, garbage. Eyes are swollen. They I feel like they're, just, they got oh. flu. Yeah. And, now, and now it's not some jackass guy from Eastern Oregon and telling them to go plant-based. You Absolutely. Know, and do all this stuff. It's like they have first-person experience. Nobody can take it away from them because you start feeling better and you're feeling good. And you're feeling, I feel freaking amazing. Then they go eat ho-hos and candy and cook all that stuff. And then they feel terrible. And then all of a sudden that, it's a, they get the it's light bulb like the goes light off. Bulb go, yeah, absolutely. And then, I love And then that. it doesn't matter what that. any doctor or anybody tells them at that point in time, they know they're, they're more tapped into that innate stuff that we were talking about earlier, that instinct. And then they're just like, wow, like to Tim, I feel terrible. I'm like, I don't know if I'm ever going to eat dairy again. There it I'm is. Like, and it's not me saying, stop eating dairy. It's bad for you. Right. Because you know, right. nobody wants to hear that. <laughs> I'll do that. <laughs> stop eating dairy. It's bad for you. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's funny because it's like, I, I actually did that myself. And I, I know this one guy, he did the same thing. He, he, he went plant-based vegan and then he was just like ripping on people. You're killing animals and you're, what are you doing? And I'm like, dude, 10 minutes ago, you had a burger. You just quit. I mean, like right, you, you right. got to chill out because nobody's going to listen to you. Well, you know, in 12-step programs, they have the saying, it's by attraction, not promotion. And so Mm -hmm. as we change and we become healthier, as we become more vibrant, as we become more significant to ourselves and others, people are going, what are you doing? And that's when you've been given permission. So really, it's about permission, if you will, permission marketing for a plant-based lifestyle. Absolutely. All right, Kathleen. Well, thanks for coming on today. And how do people oh, my get in touch? How do people get in touch with you? Where do you where do they find you? Well, thank you for asking. They can go to plantbasedeatingforhealth.com. There's all my contact information on there. And they can also find me on uh, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook. Would love to connect with people. And you, is your, your podcast is on the, the plantbasedeatingforhealth.com too. Is there a link yes, there is. to your podcast? Yes, there is. Okay, cool. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. We'll have to do it again sometime. I appreciate you coming on and sharing your story. It's um, 
I've been taking notes. I learned a couple things and um, I think um, I'm a little inspiration helps everybody, right? All right. Well, thank you so much. Have a great day. And remember guys, um, uh, please like this uh, video um, or our our podcast, uh, share it, um, subscribe, you know, do all that stuff. And I want to really thank the listeners from all over the world. Now we're we're in so many countries now. I, I just listed a bunch last time. I don't even know anymore. I mean, it's getting insane. We have thousands of people are downloading the podcast. I, I just feel really blessed. And I know that it really motivates me because in the originally, I just started this podcast just as kind of a, you know, I wanted to get on other people's podcasts. And I thought, well, maybe if I start my own, you know, it'll, it'll help me do that. And now I'm like so committed to this podcast and people are coming on and we're getting a lot of good reviews. So thank you for your reviews and you guys reaching out via email and, 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 and purchasing the products and doing all the things you're doing. And I believe me, I'm going to keep finding people like Kathleen. They're going to bring these golden nuggets of wisdom to you that you can actually take and implement. And, and people like Kathleen that are also inspiring you to be a better version of yourself. And I know that we really need you to be at 100%. We really need you to be happy. I, we really need you to wake up and feel good every day. And the more of us that are doing that, the collective energy of that, that's how we're going to change things. So that's what it always boils down to changing yourself and that's how you change your world and thanks again for tuning in and we'll talk to you soon bye for now thanks for listening again to the health hero show i'm your host tim james and remember change yourself change your world and we'll see you again on the next episode talk to you soon You have just listened to The Health Hero Show with Tim James.